Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Joey and Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or the Patreon, link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 2007. Guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk. Joey boy, how you doing today? Yeah, good, Mike. Yeah, I'm good. Um, it's good to get like a long week. Well, I say a long week. It went really fast, but yeah, it was a tough one at work, but I'm glad it's out the way now. And yeah, good to be back on the show with you as always. How are yeah. you, man? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm a little tired, a little tired. My kid's been kicking my ass here lately, but uh, hey, you know, that's what kids are supposed to do. Uh, markets, you know, this morning. Uh, so right when I got up, I turned on CNBC and the first thing I see is FedEx is down like 22%, which that's a lot for pre-market, right? So, uh, and I think the CEO actually came out, they changed all of their expectations for, for Q, uh, sorry, for 2023. And they said, basically, global recession is coming. So that's coming from one of the largest, you know, what, what do they call logistics company in the world? You know, I, I guess they're seeing stuff on their, their numbers that the recession is, it's coming, right? I mean, we've been saying it, but now something, someone big like that's coming out and saying it. So it's, but, it's a, I mean, it's been, it's been risk off now for many, many months and the risk off is just continuing. I mean, you've got Pope Francis in, in the Vatican there and he's essentially um, telling them to recall all their funds and get all their money back in the Vatican bank. And he's ordered that to happen by the 30th of September. So even the Catholic church is pulling its investments. So what does that tell you? I mean, this is one of the probably the, the biggest organizations on planet Earth is the Catholic Church. And if, they, if, they're, if they're pulling the plug, I mean, that's that's what it I mean, look, it's what, what else can you say than that? Really? It is. What yeah, it is. I, uh, you know, you look at I think Europe is in a much worse position right now than the, than the U.S. is. I think the U.S. is just lagging behind everything, though. Like, I think it's going to be well into 2023 before we feel what you guys will feel um obviously from oil and then from an energy standpoint i mean winter i mean like i said the other day i mean new jersey just passed a law here in the states uh that they can basically just raise your energy cost and so they without you even knowing right like so if you're used to paying 300 bucks for the winter now you could possibly be paying 350 3785 so things are going up right so I think personally, I think in three weeks when new CPI numbers come out for September, I think CPI is actually going to be higher than 8.3. And I think that's going to be the ultimate like dump that, that, that we've been looking for. I think that's going to take Bitcoin down to 16K. I think next week at the FOMC meeting, uh, I think they're going to do roughly probably 75 basis points. They're not going to do 100. Market's going to react. We're going to get a good pump. And then the CPI numbers will come in in early October. But that's my thoughts. Joey, what's your thoughts on what I just said? Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of aligned. Um, obviously, you know, still expecting us to move lower lows generally across the board. And I think also um, just looking at raw charts, um, commodities, uh, a lot of commodities are really in interesting positions in the charts. Um, for me, you know, natural gas is looking pretty bearish. I'm expecting a short term pullback. Oil, I'm also expecting to carry on going down and then we'll probably get a strong reversal to the upside. When that's going to come, I don't know. It could be sort of into next year. It could be later on in the winter, but still short-term bearish on oil. But what I am uh, bullish on 
in the sort of medium to long term now is gold. I think it's a good time to be buying gold, of course. Not, none of this is financial advice. And you probably think of why am I bringing this off? Because, you know, this is a crypto show. But we also like to just, you know, give our overview on the markets. And, you know, this is kind of the way I'm seeing. I'm kind of still short-term and bearish on on crypto as it is, expecting lower lows. But, yeah, see, seeing a lot of uh, money move around in the uh, commodities market, uh, which will definitely be affecting the global market and the crypto market. And, again, it, it's all kind of based on um, where people are going to be saving money, where risk-off is going to be being taken and who people who have got cash where they're going to be putting it got to follow the money yeah i uh you know for me personally what i'm doing with my portfolio is you know we are expecting some sort of bounce you know bitcoin and ethereum we'll get into ethereum in a second have been going down so we are expecting some sort of relief bounce um that's why i was thinking timing wise you know obviously we can't predict time and we can't predict all that but if it lines up la wave theory which is kind of something that that i follow with nick uh is is basically showing possibly next week which is the fomc meeting you know that to me is possibly where we could get that bounce from maybe i'm looking to get out of all positions and that's just me personally it's not financial advice to anybody else you do what you do with your portfolio but i'm going to get out of everything i'm going to free up my cash you know just in case i mean if if the economies do just tank i just you just got to have cash now i think a lot of institutions and things like that they're going into more safer plays which I don't know if you could call gold safe or not. I'm assuming you could call it a little bit safer than say getting into like an Apple or, you know, something like that. But that's what I'm doing my, with my portfolio. Now, if you're a trader like Joey, this is your dream market, right? Like the swings of ups and downs and all of that. I mean, if you're good at trading and if you're not join the discord, I mean, Joey's in there, Nick's in there, Savage is in there. We're providing TA to people. I mean, you're welcome to trade it if that's something that you are interested in doing. Now, remember, Joey promotes this all the time, though. We do promote risk management, right? Like, and I'll let 100%. Joey go a little bit. I'll let Joey go a little deeper into that. But, you know, we were just talking uh, in the Discord, just like there was like 10 of us in there just chatting that this is like a trader's dream market right now, like downs and ups, ups and downs. Like, I mean, it's, it's a good time if you're, if you got the, the huevos, the huevos to, to do it, right? So, uh, Joey, I know you're trading the market. How how are your trades looking lately, brother? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, we've got a competition run at the moment, which I'm not doing the, not doing the best on. But um, that's only because I haven't been able to put many trades into that and follow the charts. That's on um, BitGet. If you're interested in the trading competition or joining us, our trader tier Patreon links in the description for both of those. Um, but also just just generally trading. Well, Nick calls me the the shorts guy because I think it's quite funny that you know probably out of the sort of last I don't know ten. Or, 15, maybe 20 uh, trades I've put out, probably 90, 95% have been shorts. I haven't really been putting any longs out. Reason being is, is because I like to trade with the trend. They always say trend is your friend, right? And the trend is down. I don't care how you want to spin it. Any moon boys out there, you cannot spin that we are, you know, out of a downtrend. You just can't say that this bottom's in. You can't call it. It's way too early to call. You know, for me to be out of the downtrend completely, you've got to be talking going 35, 40K, probably minimum, to be honest. I, I just can't see how you can say categorical, even if Bitcoin went above 25K, can't categorically say that the downtrend's over. It's probably just a more painful chop, to be honest. And if, if that if that happened, it'll be pretty, pretty brutal, but definitely could happen, right? But not where I expect things to go. I'm expecting things to get, you know, go down soon. I, I think uh, those lower lows are, are coming now. Um, obviously can't guarantee that 
I appreciate that. You know, it's all it's all opinions. You, you're expecting the pump on the FOMC meeting, Mikey. I'm not as convinced that that's going to play out, but you know, it's it's def- it's definitely possible. Uh, you know, with the Elliott waves, there's two ways of counting it, right? There's there's a bear, there's a bearish count and there's a bullish count. Bullish counts indicating the bounce, but there is another way of counting it, which you know it could start to start to break down. So I think it's it's going to be interesting, as you said. Volatility, volatility is good for traders. There's going to be more volatility ahead. Not really sure what's going to happen this weekend. Probably the weekend's probably going to be a little bit flat, to be honest. After all that we've had with CPI, we've had the merge. Probably just needs a little cool off, and then uh, yeah, it's going to ramp up again next week. But looking forward to it. Yeah, the uh, the stocks right now, as we're talking, are are kind of shifting. They're they're moving closer towards uh, becoming a positive, but you know they're still down right for the day. But at one point today, I think the Dow was down almost 350 points. Right now, it's trading at about. 180 points down, so half a percent. But uh, yeah, we'll see how the day ends up. You know, that usually determines what happens through the weekend. So if the day finishes green, the weekend is usually probably sideways, maybe a little tiny up and down. But yeah, I mean, look, the market could go either way right now. I agree with you. I think the market could go up. I think the market could go down. Elliott Wave kind of sits there. You know, I spoke with Nick on the phone yesterday and he was like, look, I'd love to be able to help you out, you know, kind of show you some charts. But honestly, you know, the daily's in the middle. Like it could go up, it could go down. We don't really know. So uh, it's probably best. I, I personally am not going to trade this market. I'm just looking to get out of my position so that I can free my cash back up. So because we are still ultimately, like Joey said, the trend is down. So we're ultimately expecting lower lows. Um, the one thing that we can't tell anybody and nobody can tell you if they say they can, they're lying, is when this will happen, right? Like we talk about this every single day. So you're listening to us every single day and we're like, we're expecting lower lows. Don't assume we mean tomorrow. Don't assume we meet three days from now, right? Like it, this could take weeks. It, it could take a month. Yeah. I mean, we thought we were going to see the super lows in August. Well, now we're mid-September and now who knows when we're going to see it, right? Usually it's probably going to take a little bit of a catalyst to get us down there because retail's kind of out of the market right now. But that's why I said the FOMC or CPI or maybe the China crash, something like that. Those are catalysts for big swings in the markets right now. So um, it'll be interesting the rest of this year. I mean. We're wrapping up Q3 right now here at the end of this month. I think investors are going to want to figure stuff out. Then going into Q4, I mean, institutions, they need to show some sort of recovery. They got to show something. So, you know, no one wants to take a huge loss by the end of the year. Right, Joe? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I just keep my eyes on the DXYs also today. Uh, the DXY got back above 110. Uh, yeah, I saw just, that. Yeah, it's just pulling back slightly now. So it, it's at it's at resistance at 110, but we've had a couple of taps now. I've been calling out 112, just kind of looking at 112 is kind of a top of a, of a, a parallel ascending channel that it's been running in. So I still think we're going to get that 112 and then there's probably going to be a, you know, a bit, bit of a pullback, but it's going to be interesting to see if it does hit that 112 where where Bitcoin, where stocks are going to be. Are we going to be at lower lows across the board quite possibly? Yeah, I, um, yeah, let's get into, we, we haven't really talked about the ETH merge. The ETH merge was successful. Congratulations to, you know, Metallic and the team that made that happen. Uh, but we were calling for a dump uh, on that day and that's exactly what it did. So it was kind of sell the news. Uh, I think Ethereum on that day, if I look back at one point, I think it lost almost what, like 10, 10 to 12% at one point, Joey. It's probably one of the, it's probably one of the easiest trades I've made this year. Um, because, <laughs> because it, again, in, in our, in our trader tier, I, I put out the idea, right. Of, 
I, I said, I clearly said, look, I don't know how high it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to go back to 1800. I don't know if it's going to go back to 1850, 1900, 1950, whatever, but I'll just ladder into the shore and I'll start at, I'll start in those high 1700s. That happens at that first entry happened to be the top and that's the way it's going, but you just have a plan. And if it goes higher, you just, you just build in didn't require building, got the first entry, and that happened to be the the top where it fell from. That's the way it goes sometimes. But either way, no matter how high it went, I was confident it was coming down. So it just sticks to the strategy. And yeah, I thought, I thought it was quite an easy play, to be honest. Yeah, so last seven days, uh, Ethereum's down almost 16%. So in the top 10, I mean, that's a that's that's a lot, right? You and, got what, and what I will say, Mike, as well, is if you if you go on Twitter, look at the accounts that we're calling saying it's guaranteed going over $2,000. Ethereum's going to two and a half thousand dollars. Ethereum's bull runs back on. Just look at the type of accounts that were tweeting that rubbish. Okay. And then you'll, then you'll understand that hmm, decent counter trade. <laughs> so what, are, so what, what are you saying? Big, big Twitter names? Well, yeah, some big Twitter names, but I'm not going to call out any names, but yeah, like I said, we refer to them as moon boys, you know, awful channels. They're just calling people out. out. I don't know. I, I kind of never want to get into sort of uh, the name calling on this show. I think I think our viewers. Well, it's proof. Look, I think our viewers and you know viewers of cheeky crypto, viewers who appreciate Nick, uh, appreciate Chris, have been following the channel uh, for a long time. There's a reason why they're sticking around, right? And we appreciate every single one of you. And you know we're going to nearly 1,500 subscribers now, which is absolutely fantastic. And you know looking to get you know more and more support every day. You guys keep us going. But yeah, I I think that you know people who are following this channel. They, they understand that we're, we're, we're just telling it how it is. We're not BSing, calling out numbers, telling people that they're going to get freaking rich by buying buying any God-given coin and, oh, yeah, it's going up. The bull runs back on. But unfortunately, it is what it is. Talking that crap on Twitter, get your tens of thousands of followers, whatever. I'm not interested in tens of thousands of followers. I just want to, you know, be ethical, <laughs> keep it real. And that's what we do here, right? Yeah, I think being ethical wins at the end, right? There's a lot of, I mean, honestly, there's some Twitter accounts out there that are like borderline criminal, in my opinion. Like the amount of people that have lost money it, uh, based on some of these people's calls is just crazy to me. So hopefully once we get to, once we get the channel bigger and bigger, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 subs, you know, then, then people will start listening to us. And honestly, I think people will make more money listening to people that have listened to Chris and Nick over the years. I bet you they've made a lot more money than listening to some of these other accounts. So yeah. uh, just stick with the channel, guys. We'll, we'll make sure we do our best to keep you informed and you know give, give you non-moon boy uh, calls, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. So yeah, Ethereum, congrats on the merge. We thought the dump was coming. Look, I, I still think I might buy a little bit of ETH down at the bottom, but their whole, the whole thing was to make them more, what, uh, climate friendly. I mean, that that's... That's the really let's be let's be That's realistic about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, apparently the gl global electricity usage is is down uh 0.2 like percent, which is like it's about the size of you know the amount of electricity that a country the size of like the Netherlands, for instance, uses. Okay, so it's still it's pretty significant, you know, 0.2 percent less electricity being used on Earth. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, obviously, Bitcoin uses um significantly more. I think it's uh, closer to like. I'm sure it's, it's something ridiculous. Like it's close. It's like 2% of the world's electricity. And there's been a lot of calls actually for Bitcoin to now um, move over um, to proof of stake. But obviously, you know, you've had, you've got your people. Um, there's both sides to it. There's activists. Uh, I, I was reading today that there's, I can't remember if it was Greenpeace or 
it might not have been Greenpeace, but there was there was some climate active um, activist organization rather that was creating a million dollar fund um, to campaign to um to basically the United States authorities and and um, other companies within crypto to you know let, try and get um, Bitcoin to to move to um, proof of stake. But obviously, you've got your people fighting against that, like your Michael Sailors, for instance, saying, you know, look, it's not going to it's not going to be decentralized, et cetera. So th- there's arguments in both cases, but it, it is it is terrible how much um, it is terrible how much energy uh, Bitcoin consumes. Right. It's interesting. You just you said Michael Saylor. I have not heard anything about Michael Saylor since that. Uh, well, he's going to stay lawsuit, quiet. <laughs> since, since the lawsuit dropped on him, I haven't heard a word that's, about Michael Saylor. That's a funny old thing, Mike. <laughs> funny how these people go a little bit quiet when they have lawsuits dropped on them <laughs> um but hey look something exciting finally happened and i think it's a step in the right direction uh the white house published the first ever comprehensive framework for crypto um basically it's based off of uh joe biden's executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets federal agencies came up with a joint fact sheet on six principal directions for the crypto regulation in the US. This is big news. This is pretty this is huge. Yeah, right. Um, it really is. It's one of, it's one of those news stories that like today, next hour, tomorrow, it's it's not going to really you know take any effect, but you you've got to think that these we've we've mentioned it before on this channel about regulations. These things are coming. Just don't think that we're all in this bear market. Things are still happening. Things are changing daily that are going to affect us down the line. Yeah, the numbers might not represent, you know, super bullish times right this second, but the the framework that's being laid outside of, say, numbers and stuff is um, it's becoming more and more accepted. And this fact sheet, you know, it's published on the White House uh, website, direct on their website. Uh, Basically, the fact sheet was published on the website on September 16th. It consists of seven sections, protecting consumers, investors and businesses promoting access to safe, affordable financial services, fostering financial stability, advancing responsible innovation, reinforcing our global financial leadership and competitiveness, fighting illicit finance, and exploring a U.S. central bank digital currency, which I think is pretty daggone interesting, right? CBDCs, we've been talking, we've talked about it before. So the fact that the White House is coming out now, now, granted, let me let me let me scroll down because there is a uh, <clears throat> there is a list of who discussed all of this. It was a bunch of agencies that came together and basically this is the the fact sheet that they came up with. Um, let's see, Joe. Sorry, I know uh, Mister 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 Biden himself is is you know is a bit of an advocate for uh, CBDCs. I've I've heard him you know talk about them a couple of times, so he seems to be pretty certain that you know they're inevitably coming. Yeah, so it says here, as a part of advancing responsible innovation efforts, the Office of Science and Technology Policy, which has recently published a critical report on the climate impacts of crypto mining, which Joey, you just discussed, will develop a digital assets research and development agenda to help mitigate the negative climate impacts. Example being Bitcoin using up 2% of energy, right? With the same goal, the Department of Energy, the Environmental Protection Agency, and other agencies will consider further tracking digital assets, environmental impacts. So this goes back to why Ethereum did what it did, right? Why, why Ethereum merged over to proof of stake from proof of work. I don't think Bitcoin, you know, will ever move. I, don't, I just don't think it will. Um, that's my personal opinion. But 
it's good to see that there was actually a very deep dive into this policy and into this fact sheet um, that, you know, the U.S. has tons of agencies, right? It's always an agency, agency this, agency that. It's probably like 10, 15, maybe 20 agencies that probably met to discuss about this fact sheet. So the, the article continues to go on. I could read this article forever, but basically the article is over on Cointelegraph if you're interested in reading it. Um, also check out the, the White House White House website. Uh, the fact sheet's on there and I'm sure it dives a little bit deeper into it. But, you know, Joey, it's really good to see some, some of this regulation come into fruition and, um, you know, it's good to see. It is good to see. No, I, I absolutely. Like I said, I honestly believe that when we see the next sort of, um, you know, designated bull run. I, I think there's going to be some involvement of regulations, whether it's at the start or whether it's, you know, in the second half of the next bull run. I, I think that something will be in place. I'm, I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident at, at that in my thoughts. Now, going back to just talking about the the merge as well, I appreciate we're, we're chopping all over the place on, on this show today. Mate. Hey, you know, it is what chop. it is. But um, yeah, chopping like the market. But I thought well, it was quite interesting. One, one thing that's come out of the Ethereum merge is that now Dogecoin has become the second largest proof of work cryptocurrency, which is like crazy. I mean, who would have thought Dogecoin would be the second largest proof of work uh, currency out there? I mean, that, that's quite that's quite staggering. Uh, third place, yeah, you've got Dogecoin with currently market cap of 7.8 billion. Uh, and then third place is pretty close between Ethereum Classic and Litecoin. And then Monero trails uh, a bit further back behind that. But yeah, Dogecoin's w way out in second place on the, uh, the largest uh, or second largest rather proof of work cryptocurrency. I thought that was quite interesting. But it, make, it, make, it kind of makes you realize that they are these older coins now. It is older, older technology. So, you know, are, are these all going to kind of um, disappear? Well, when I say disappear, disappear from move off proof of work. I mean, obviously, Ethereum Classic is going to remain proof of work. That's the whole point of Ethereum Classic. Um, we've just mentioned Bitcoin. I can't see Bitcoin changing despite um, activists wanting to change it. It is technically possible to do um, because of the way it's run. I know obviously it's not essentially owned by anyone or one organization, but it, it can it can be done with the um, program and it's technically possible, but I, I, I just don't see it happening myself. But yeah, that's, that's, that's it for Dogecoin. But yeah, I, thought, I just thought that was interesting. Well, climate change... Climate change continues to be a huge topic of conversation as far as cryptocurrency because of all the mining. Um, but then it's just like I, I just I just brought up Coindesk. And the first thing that I see on here is an article that says blockchains, the solution to climate change concerns. Right. Yeah. Like it's like it's just continuing and continuing to to get brought up. I mean, even yesterday, you know, talk about climate change, Patagonia, the owner of Patagonia yesterday gave away his entire fortune yeah to... he's not interested is he he's, yeah. he's, he's just not he's just not that wired but you know also like the narrative to drive investment and adoption has been green ETH. that that's what that's what this met a lot of this merge has all been about green yeah. ETH is is about getting um you know money coming in we look at projects like algorand look at projects like hedera you know i i'm i'm bullish on both of them they're 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 the, they're the greenest out there uh, and they're kind of hedging their bets on the future that a lot of institutional investment, when we switch back to risk on, okay, when we're in this next bull run, these institutional players are going to be looking at projects and going, are you green? Because that's going to be, I, well, I honestly believe that's going to be important. Well, that's where, so VeChain with V Carbon, 
I mean, that's a, that's a big thing for VeChain, which is why I, when VeChain announced that, you know, I think it was six months ago when they announced VCarbon, I was like, okay, that's going to be pretty big. And in fact, governments could potentially use that uh, technology to kind of monitor, you know, the, the carbon usage for mining and all of that stuff. So that's why we continue to be bullish on like the likes of VeChain and um, they're continuing to um, push the technology forward, thinking ahead. Um, I agree with you. I think policy, policy down the road, accepting an Algorand or a Hedera or whatever, governments are going to want to see that green, that greenness in place in order for those projects to really get on board and kind of be accepted. But I think it's probably going to end up being a big part of policy uh, for governments to accept it, right? Like if you're not part of that, you know, if you're not showing that green space, um, you know, it could be something that maybe, maybe they don't invest as much into a project like that, but V carbon for V chain, I mean, that that's going to be a big project uh, down the road. It's going to be a great use case. Uh, you know, V chain just keeps on, you know, they're kind of on all these little pools of, of things, you know, logistics now V carbon, you know, things like that. That's why I still remain extremely bullish on V chain will be one of my biggest bags. Um, and you would be a fool not to look into V chain as a project. And that's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just know that, you know, how big climate climate change is as a topic now. We also, got, you know, younger people um, coming in as you know, potential new investors, you know, they're always going to be um, keen on, you know, saving the planet, etc. And we'd also know that, you know, if, if any projects out there that, you know, aren't, uh, what's, what's the term I'm looking for, uh, you know, aren't en energy efficient or etc. that it's really bad press. It's really bad news for those projects. So I think, you know, I said green is the future. I'm I'm laughing because I don't think today when we when we signed on to do the podcast we were going to go down this path of uh we're looking at energy and and who's green and not green but you know we were going to talk about the Ethereum merge and now it's led us into this kind of conversation of you know green greenness climate control and you know obviously the to me the world seems insane right now like it's almost October here in the states and in Virginia it's going to be 90 degrees next week that's unheard of here in Virginia. In, wow. Octo in October, normally, it's roughly around 70s, yeah. right? So the global warming, I mean, what? China just had issues with global warming, like the heat wave. Like a heat wave for us here in the States, October is usually starts to get pretty chilly. Used to get pretty cold. This could be 90 degrees next week. So climate change is huge. Obviously, it's becoming a bigger and bigger problem. What I was saying earlier about the Patagonia owner, he dedicated his essentially the the whole company all of their profits their money is going to environmental change right to roughly 100 million i think it was a it's either 100 million a month or it's 100 million a year i'm not sure what it was an instagram post that i read yesterday but it's funny that that's the topic i saw yesterday and then here we are today on the podcast talking about you know climate change and etc so um, yeah, I just hope we're not panicking um, any of our viewers who are, you know, Bitcoin miners out there potentially, because obviously, you know, agenda-wise, um, you know, it's not something you, you're going to want to hear if you're a miner, right? Yeah, I don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll affect that. I did read something a second ago. I mean, U.S. Uh, lawmakers have, have been targeting major, major Bitcoin miners recently. You've got members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee uh, just requesting back in August that mining firms um, provide, you know, more thorough information, including uh, their energy uh, consumption of, of all their facilities. So there's definitely a lot more scrutiny going on. You know, you've got they've got to give what energy sources they're using, what percentage also is coming from renewable energy. And also just at a state level, you've got New York has proposed um, 
imposing a two-year uh, uh, moratorium on uh, proof-of-work mining legislation that would also prohibit the renewal of licenses to existing companies unless they were operating on 100% renewable energy. So yeah, so, so miners have been targeted. Well, hey, look, as you say that, I look at a, I pull up an article in Coindesk that says crypto miners from the U.S. and EU stay put in Russia despite the war and sanctions. Uh, the war in Ukraine may have may have uh, undermined many Russian companies, but not mining facilities. Fines from the West keep coming to the country for cheap power and reliable uptime. Now, if you want to read that article, it's on Coindesk. It just got brought out about an hour ago. It's a really, really long article, so I'm not going to go deep into it. But, you know, miners, you know, that, but key words that I said there was cheap power and reliable uptime, cheap power, right? That just doesn't exist right now, unfortunately, outside of Russia, because Russia's kind of controlling a lot of stuff. So I, it's not much more I can say on that topic, but we, we were talking about mining. And then, of course, I see that article. But you guys, if yeah. you want to go check out that article, it's really long. It's really in-depth. It talks about a lot of mining companies from the EU, from the U.S. that still have their mining operations going on in Russia right now. Um, it would be interesting as to what would happen, Joey, if all of those miners left Russia, if everything just shut down and they just disappeared. Like, what would happen with Bitcoin and what would happen with other projects if the mining stopped? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really speculative, Mike. I mean, it's kind of a hard, hard question. I mean, it w yes, it would. It would affect the uh, the hash rate potentially. It would, you know, affect the you know, the validation of the network. But it's kind. Of, I think it's whether it would cause a sort of panic, a panic sell off, rather of right. you know any any coins that are kind of still owned by uh, mining firms or you know individual miners themselves. I mean, that's potentially where the damage could be done. Uh, yeah, but yeah, very, very hard to speculate that. Yeah, the the mining situation in the U.S. You know, it it, it is brought about some attention. Uh, I think it's some huge of the... money though. It's huge, so, so staggering money involved, right? Oh yeah, an insane amount of money. I mean, there's mining operations in North Carolina. There's mining operations in Texas. I was gonna say, um, I, I hear a lot about Texas. Yeah, I know. It's Texas is just Texas is just Te Texas. I, I'm a British guy. Look, you you can tell me it's like Texas just likes to be the biggest of everything, right? They like big things, right? So, <laughs> so yes, everything's bigger in Texas is basically what they say. But I feel like I feel like Texas is trying to become the new California, right? Like trying to be the big dog. Uh, their population is absolutely insane right now. Uh, a lot of big, big, big businesses, even tech companies, are moving out of California and into Texas uh, just because of um climate i mean california is just hot it's just not not a great place texas is hot too but uh yeah look texas is awesome i love it i i've i've had fun out in texas but yeah anyways i don't know why we're talking about texas <laughs> i think it's more so just because of mining operations and you know a lot of companies that do the u.s mining companies do have several locations out in uh texas because yeah there's a lot of space out there um but joey that's all i got for today man there, there really hasn't been a lot. The, the biggest news, obviously, has been Ethereum merge. Um, I'm not sure if you have anything else you wanted to cover today, but I mean, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the market, and there's very few coins that are really doing much, much of a bounce or anything significant at the moment. The, the only ones that you know are like bouncing, I think they're kind of like you know bearish bounces that you know potentially looking, you know, just a lot of look, look like B waves. They still look like they're on the way down. One of them's Chili's. Uh, Chili's is up 6%, but to be honest, I think this is just a uh, retracement. You've also got Atom again. Atom went to $17. It was on an absolute rip 
Now, Atom's a funny one. It could it could go higher. Can it can it maintain uh, more bullish? Uh, I'm not sure. But you know, we're, we're going to do a deep dive on Atom because I think you know it's a really interesting project. One we need to go look at, and you know it's been requested by a few others. And also thanks to everyone who's been requesting other projects. And you know the list is building, and we will get round to some of them. I promise you that. And yeah, just having a look. Uh, AGIX um, Singularity Net had a decent had a decent bounce today, but pulling back now. Uh, kind of expected. I don't I mean, want to talk about that. Oh, is that not good, Mike? No, it's good. Look, I got out at five two, and then this thing ran up to freaking almost seven. <laughs> did, did you make some money on it though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I made well, some. Well, there money. you go. Look, gains is gains. Locking in gains. We like yeah. to promote, we like to promote that on this channel, right? Always locking gains if you're out there trading, especially in this bear market. Any gains can just be taken away from you so quickly. Just lock your gains in on the way. Yeah, AGIX, man. Yeah, God, on today it's up thirteen percent. So it's it's uh, it was definitely ready for for some sort of move. But, yeah, they uh, come in they come into London on the twenty sixth of September, and uh, I believe you know Doctor Doctor Ben Gertzel's flying in, and it's going to be a conference. So you know that's that's what's really interesting. I'm not sure if I can make it yet. Might be able to be there. You never know. So we'll see what happens. But I'm sure we'll have a you know, cheeky crypto will be there. So I'm sure. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, Doctor Ben Gertzel will come back on the channel with Chris and Nick, and they could do another like kind of like an update interview because I think they interviewed him a a, a while back. Um, it'd be nice to hear his thoughts on, you know, the progression of the Singularity family in, in general. I'm still very extremely bullish on Singularity, uh, you know, obviously on AGIX and S-Style. I got out of AGIX because I do think it's going to go lower. Um, so I don't want anyone to think that I just sold my coins because something went wrong. I just wanted to take some money. I was, I've been stuck in that project for a long time. Needed to take some profits. I'm going to be buying it lower. Just want to load up a little bit lower. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, be interesting to talk about adam joey uh I'm, I'm it's another project that i don't know a ton about every time we do a new project i learn something um and yeah just to kind of piggyback off what you said thanks you guys for putting some projects down in the chat for us to kind of take a look at uh we'll we'll have we might have chris and joey kind of take a deep dive into some of these projects before we do an entire episode on them um so some of those some of the ones you guys put down there i've never heard of so we're definitely gonna have to take a take a peek at some of the stuff you put on there we definitely want to make sure we're promoting projects that yeah some of the some of the more obscure sort of micro cap ones we kind of might you know just merge merge into like a show together so you yeah. know like yeah. maybe just bang like 10 10 ones that have been mentioned to the community that's a good but, idea uh, actually yeah that's a good idea joey if we we did like maybe an episode on like maybe smaller cap projects which which if you think about it though agix fedora sdow newnet these are these are all small cap polyswarm quant stamp these are all smaller cap micro cap coins anyways but um yeah appreciate you guys putting some comments down there um and yeah joey you want to wrap things up bro yeah, I just want to say thank you to all the new subscribers. We got a ton of new subscribers off the last show, which was absolutely brilliant. And, nice. you know, many of our new subscribers may have just found us, may have just found the Cheeky Crypto podcast and may not be aware of actual Cheeky Crypto. So, you know, just have, check out the Cheeky Crypto channel if you're if you're not actually fully aware of that. Obviously, we're, we're just community members um, from the, the Cheeky Crypto um, uh, Discord. Uh, Cheeky Crypto is uh, Nick and Chris, uh, both brothers, uh, their channel. So, yeah, many of you may, may not be aware of Cheeky Crypto. Uh, check it out. You have Nick. Uh, Nick doing fantastic TA uh, daily on live streams on uh, Bitcoin. And also, look, our, our Discord's incredible. You know, we've got we've got over 4,000 people in there now. 
it really is. It really is the best community talking crypto 24-7. So look, if, you, if you're not in the Discord, just come and join the Discord. It's absolutely free. Just come and join the content. I'm not saying you have to dive into the dive into the patron and dive into the membership. Absolutely do so if that's your thing and that's what you're looking for and you're looking for much more content. But if you're not sure, just just come join the free Discord to begin with and check check us out. Yeah, really good community, always on there. I mean, we were just chilling inside of a chat. Chris jumped in there. We were chatting about some projects. And of course, we were chatting about the big interview with uh, Charles Hoskinson that Chris and Nick have later today. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening in. Make sure you smash that like, smash that subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Take care.